Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome in to the Jetro Podcast. Uh, I know last week we had a little bit of a piecemealed episode because we had people had to get a bunch of places. I'm pretty sure everyone called in besides Matt. Yeah, Kevin so, showed up that, late, so... Oh, yeah, Kev, he, Kev he did here. come in. Speaking of which, yeah, he's going to show up late today, so... Yeah, the timing has not been great lately, but that's what happens when uh, when we get like other jobs and shit starts getting busy. We're glad to have you here with us. Uh, good news is Philadelphia sports is going relatively well, uh, as opposed to last time we were in here, which was pretty depressing. But in that time, I mean... Did five we, and two in the Girardi era. Yeah, yeah, five and two in the Girardi era. Uh, the only it's like two five, and, five and zero oh if you don't include the Flyers. Yeah, <laughs> the Flyers are god awful. I produced that game last night against Pittsburgh that they lost pretty yeah. much by a touchdown. Yeah, what a first game you had. That was terrible. But the Sixers are still undefeated. The last undefeated team in the East. The Phillies have their man Girardi. We have some stuff and we need to talk about with him. Uh, the Birds beat the Bills in convincing fashion this past Sunday, but we've got to talk about the trade deadline and what they did or didn't do, really, and what the rest of the league kind of didn't do. And then we've got a dangerous, dangerous quarterback coming in and Mitch Trubisky this weekend with the Chicago <laughs> Bears. So got to talk that matchup, too. Uh, we'll hop on into it. Kev's going to come in partway. Uh, we do have B. Ford in the studio with us. He was able to make it in. Hi. Um, I'm eating still. Yep, munching down some breakfast. So if you hear the chewing in the background, that's him. And of course, Natty and what I are both here. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> what? Much, much, <laughs> much appreciated the paper crinkle. All right, so let's get into the birds. Um, we could talk a little bit about that Bills game, but it was pretty cut and dry. There's not a lot to take away from that except they ran the ball, they committed to the run, they had success with the run, played solid defense on a team that is not that good offensively. I mean, you've got a 500-year-old running back in Frank Gore, and then you've got Josh Allen, who he's got some physical tools, but he's not. He hasn't come into his own in the league yet. If they were going to beat a 5-1 team, this was going to be it right here. Yeah, absolutely. This is the team to play. Their record was a little bit better than what they actually are talent-wise, but they stuck with the game plan that we've kind of felt they should have had for a while now, which is running the ball, taking the pressure off Carson, letting your offensive linemen get after people. Ended up winning in pretty convincing fashion in a sloppy, rain-soaked game up in Buffalo. What are your biggest takeaways from the game, Natty? My biggest takeaway from the game, they did what they had to do. They shut down Buffalo from a defensive standpoint. You know, Yet they had some real struggles on the defensive end. Uh, all years the Eagles have I'm talking about but they came in they got the job done and what they needed to against you know comparatively a strong Bills teams compared to Bills teams of the past so they did what they had to do to get the win to get back to a 500 record so we'll see how it'll match up against the Bears fortunately it is a struggling Bears team they're facing so they have a shot but can they do it again two weeks in a row Right. Well, the Bears are coming in, and they're they're absolute garbage. They've got a quarterback controversy whether they should start Chase Daniels or Chase Daniel, or he's got the dumbest fucking name in sports. Chase Daniel, not even an S on the end of that, is so stupid. But whether or not to start Chase Daniel, Mitch Trubisky, who's been terrible and one of the worst quarterbacks in football this year, um, 
or so it's between those two. They've got the kicker situation going on. Missed another game-winning field goal. I mean, you've got the Matt Nagy problems there. Where did you see the end of that game? The end of the uh, Bears and who the hell were they playing game? Nah, I didn't no. watch the Bears game at all. Okay, so I caught a little bit of Green Bay and uh, Kansas City. There's like a minute and change left, and they've got the ball on the 41 yard line, or not the 41 yard line, like the 30 something yard line. It ended up being a 41 yard field goal. Instead of running plays, they had timeouts left. Instead of running plays, they opted to kneel it to get it down to one second to kick the field goal from further away than what they could have, and they missed it. That's the dumbest coaching decision of the year. Who's the coach of that team? Matt Nagy. And that's terrible. He, they're calling for his head up there in Chicago. Uh, it's very similar to how we were feeling down here after the Cowboys game, the difference being our franchise a little bit more concretely set than theirs. But they're coming in with a prove-it week. Uh, desperate team's a dangerous team, but at the same time facing a quarterback of that caliber and then them having to come on the road to the link while we get our first home game in about a month. I, I really like the birds in this one. I think we should take care of business, and we're going to need to with Seattle and New England being our next games after this. So I, I think we take care of them. We didn't do predictions last week, did we? we didn't get not on the, not on the show, no. Yeah, in the middle of all the shuffle. Uh, so no winners from last week, but do we have any predictions for what we think for the birds score this weekend? Who are they playing? They're playing the Chicago Bears hmm. at home in South Philadelphia. The Bears are pretty good, aren't they? Uh, no? Not, they're not terrible. Their defense is unbelievable. They haven't been the same team offensively since that double doink. Yeah. So that just messed up their JoJo or whatever you want to call it, their mental psyche. Their JoJo? Their, their mojo, JoJo. Mojo? Mojo. Mojo JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's probably a low-scoring game, right? That's what I would assume, yeah. Let's give it 18-10 birds. 18-10 birds. 18-10. I don't know. The Eagles have been pretty consistent offensively at the link. I'm just trying to think how to get to 18. Oh, so am I. Kick. And so I guess they'll have to go for two at some point. Which give Doug, me, give me Doug Peterson does. 17-10. No, no, I don't want to talk you out of it. No, no, no. You, no, you made a good point. Why do I okay. No, but why do I have a feeling they could, go, they could get uh, two two-point conversions, or and then a safety. So considering how... Two you know, two-point conversions and a safety? That, that's, that's how you rare. get 18, so... <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I understand you, like, you it's could, next to could, impossible. You could just get one two-point conversion, and that's all you need to get 18, or one safety. Right. Yeah, yeah. And 18 isn't out of the question. Give me, give me 17 anyway, though. Okay. What do you got, Natty? The Eagles are pretty consistent offensively, so I see them in this game getting at least 24 points. Uh, certainly between 24 and 27 points with how well they do at the link. Uh, defense is going to be the question. Like, Yeah, it's a struggling Bears team offensively, but on paper, if I had to get a score, I'll go 27-16 Eagles. 27-16 Birds. Kev's not here. We'll get back to him when he gets in the studio. Let me check what the weather's like for Sunday because that's going to have a big factor. If Carson can throw... I trust our offensive line a little bit to neutralize that Bears front. Their secondary is okay, but they're not shut down. The problem is their defensive line gets off after the quarterback so well that they're just so dangerous to throw against because you don't have the time. Sunday, 53, sunny, 
Yeah, Birds are going to be able to put up some points, and I think the Birds' defense, Darby looked really good this past weekend. Jalen Mills is coming back and getting healthier every week. I'm thinking we're going to put up 24 and hold Trubisky and the Bears to 13. 13. Yeah, touchdown, two field goals. So 24-13, Birds win. Um, I'm pretty sure that would cover as well. Uh, I'm not 100% sure what the line is, but I can't imagine the Birds are that big of a favorite at home. Let me see if I can get the FanDuel app yeah. up. Let's well, we're see. going to have to do lock of the week here in a second, too. So might as well pull the lines up from FanDuel, see what we're looking at. Didn't have a lock of the week last week, so we're currently, what, one game under? Or did our hockey lock hit from two our weeks ago? Our hockey lock hit. Okay, cool. So, so Vegas did win against Ottawa. It took a shootout, but they yeah. won. We're back to uh, 500 then. So we got a chance to go positive. Um, so we'll start looking at lines for that stick with NFL this week, and we can rotate through. At least on FanDuel, they do not have the Eagles line yet. There is a Thursday night matchup, uh, San Francisco and Arizona. San Francisco minus nine and a half point favorites. Minus nine. They don't have the Eagles-Bears line? Not yet, no. What? It doesn't even show the game? It doesn't even show that yet. Okay. They might wait till. uh... Friday to put that line Philadelphia up. opens as four and a half point favorite. Alrighty. I can see that, yeah. Yeah, so they easily cover with an eleven point win there. That could We've be all a tight, got up covering. That could be a tight game though. Basically the birds are getting one and a half because they have the three points for the home field advantage. It could be. I could definitely see this being a close game, but I think it's going to be energizing for the Eagles coming off that win. Coming back home, getting to play in front of the home crowd for the first time in a month. And also, the Bears are demoralized. Sometimes you have a bounce-back game after you lose a game on like a missed field goal in that fashion, but that's something that's been beating down the Bears forever. Their locker room is not in a great spot, questioning the coach and everything. They didn't make any moves at the deadline. I think they're just a beaten-down team. I don't think they're that good to begin with. I think we'll handle them fine in the link. Um, do we have other lines up there that we can look at for locks of the week, Natty? For a lot, well, we could bet on the World Series Game Seven. We could, we could. What's is there a line on that? Or are we going to pick outright winner tonight? Houston is minus one and a half run favorites, and uh, money line minus one thirty eight. Washington plus one twenty money line. <laughs> I've been rooting strongly against the Nationals this whole series, but. I'm leaning towards the Nats tonight just because they are they seem like a team of destiny from going back to think this is the same team that came out of that wild card game that was down a couple runs and the only reason they made it through was like a misplayed ball by the right fielder. Uh, they just won't die. But the Astros, I've long thought, have been the best team in baseball since really they acquired Zach Greinke at the trade deadline. Greinke put in some work on the Nationals last time he faced them. I think he went four and four and two-thirds, uh, seven hits, but only one earned. He would face against Scherzer tonight. Yeah, they've announced it's going to be Scherzer? Yeah. <sighs> At least according to this FanDuel line, it's Scherzer. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go because Scherzer threw last night, I think. Oh, he threw last night? No, he didn't start, though. He came out of the pen. Yeah, I'm gonna go Strohs. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the favorites. They're playing at home. They've been there before. They're a team that's won the World Series before. Uh, Granke's been pretty good this postseason, and Scherzer has been good. But I think the Astros are just too 
good offensively. I think they'll find a way to scratch three or four across and win it by a run or two. I don't know if they cover, but money line, I'd like the Strohs. So we're going to make that our lock of the week? I'm going to say 5-3 Astros. 5-3 Astros? What are you thinking? Are you on the Strohs too? I'm thinking more so Nets. This series reminds me, I know it's a hockey series, but this reminds me when Washington faced against Tampa Bay round three year ago. So Washington goes up 2-0. They lose the next three games, but then they fought back against Tampa Bay to win the next two to move on to cup finals. This eerily reminds me of that. I'm thinking I'm thinking the Nats have this for whatever reason. But, you know, for our locks, if I if we're going with Astros for our lock of the week, I'll say 6-2 Astros. Okay, are you do you believe in the Astros? I believe Does, in the Astros, yeah. yeah. Okay. If All there's right. any team that I would pick to go up against this national team, it is the Astros. So, Okay, then lock of the week, Astros Game 7 money line. Houston takes on their second World Series in three years. We don't have to hear people clown Bryce Harper, which would be beautiful. So, yeah, Jetro lock of the week, we're going to take the Astros to win the World Series tonight in Game 7. Should be a hell of a game. I mean, it's been a great series. A lot of good stuff going on. Uh, the latest was the bat-carrying wars last night and that controversial call in whatever, the seventh inning, eighth inning. Um, with Trey Turner getting called out at first on runner's interference. But there had been storylines of part of every game. These are two teams kind of on the opposite side of the spectrum where the Nats have come out of nowhere and they had a small percentage chance to win the World Series at a point this year. They're a young team. They got a guy who's, I don't even know if he's turned 21. Maybe he just turned, yeah, he just turned 21. Uh, and Soto, who's leading the young charge in baseball. And then you've got guys who have been there before, the Astros, the uh, team that won the World Series uh, pretty much a little over a year ago with the same core. Opposite ends of the spectrum. It's going to be a hell of a finish. I'm real excited to see how this game works out tonight in a premier pitching matchup, too. you got to expect the shows to have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. I mean, Game 7 in their own ballpark. They're going to want to win that 7 for their fans. You know that. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to face Scherzer right now. That is the last guy in the world that I'd want to see in a, in a Game 7. The dude's an absolute psychopath, and he's dangerous. So, we'll, we'll see. Your guess is as good as mine. I like the Strohs just because they're a more talented roster with a more talented pitching staff overall. And it's all hands on deck. You're going to see uh, Garrett Cole is going to come out of the pen tonight. Verlander might get an inning. Like, you're going to see these guys throw on very, very short rest because this is all they got. You sell out to win it. Some of the best pitching in the MLB, some of the best offense in the MLB. It's going to be a delight to watch this game tonight. It's going to be an entertaining one. Uh, game doesn't start until 8.08. And also, we have a little bit of announcement, speaking of timing. Uh, if you're listening to us right now on syndication, we're on Yellow Jacket Network. We have a 7 o'clock time slot, so you still have a little bit of time to place your bet for the Nationals and Astros tonight. Gotcha. So we're going to be 7 o'clock what? Wednesday nights? Mm -hmm. 7 o'clock Wednesday nights. Are we not doing Saturdays? Uh, Saturdays as of now, no. Okay, cool. So 7 o'clock Wednesday nights, your new Jetro hour. So that's a great time. Um, that's, that's when you can that's hear a us. really good time. Actually. That is. That's when you can hear us on syndication on Yellow Jacket Media. Thank you, Yellow Jacket. Yeah, appreciate you, Yellow Jacket Media. Uh, so if you're heading home from like a late day at the office and you're on your drive home, 7 o'clock hits, throw Jetro on. You're getting ready. Wednesday is a big karaoke night. So before you go out to Yoki, you could throw on some Jetro. You can listen to us. Yoki. Yoki. Yeah. yeah. Get some pumped short up. For, short for karaoke. Should we yeah, talk about okay. some karaoke in a little bit? 
talk about what? Do you have a karaoke story? Dude, well, this is karaoke in general. Karaoke's fun. You know, get a couple drinks in you, get up on the mic. I enjoy karaoke. I've, I've never done it, actually. You've never done karaoke? No. It can either be the, the most fun thing in the world, the funniest thing in the world, or the worst thing you ever do, depending. So. Yeah. Well, you're not old enough to go to a bar yet, so once you yeah yeah once you turn 21, karaoke is a lot more. You, karaoke doesn't hit you until you're old enough to go to a bar. Gotcha. Much. Yeah, but you'll you'll get there. Otherwise, I don't even know where you'd run into karaoke. Exactly. Like a party or yeah. something, or I don't know. Maybe like I think a birthday I... party has it. Weddings don't do karaoke. That'd be stupid. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Maybe some weddings do karaoke. I don't want people singing at my goddamn wedding. <laughs> That's the last thing I need. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, the people that always want to incorporate karaoke everywhere they go, there's always a couple at a wedding. Like, they they hear their favorite song. They have one too many cocktails in them. They grab the microphone. And they just start uh, drunk singing Danger Zone or whatever weird song to play at a wedding. But there's always one. Yeah. Karaoke at a wedding, totally out on. But, yeah, we can talk karaoke a little bit. We could go through some stuff on that. I mean, if I hear my song, I don't need a microphone. I'm just no. going to start singing. Yeah, right? Do you have a go-to karaoke song? Um, ah, not really. I can do whatever. I'm pretty versatile. Depends on the mood, man. Depends what I'm feeling, how the bar is feeling, what other people are singing. Got to got to feel the crowd. Karaoke is not about singing. It's about playing to the crowd. Exactly. It's, it's yeah. just a performance. Yeah. See, see, but I do have a go-to because it just I think that can just make anyone laugh. My go-to is "Gangsta's Paradise" by Coolio. Mm. Can you sing that? Are you allowed to? You allowed? There's to no sing? N-word in it. So really, yeah. I've, I haven't listened to that. Or if there is, forever. I just I just don't say it, obviously. So. Gotcha. But yeah, at least... So your go-to is a Coolio song. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Do you know Gangsta's Paradise all the way through? All the way... not Probably not all the way through, but if I see the lyrics in front of me, you know, I, I won't butcher it. Should, should we test to see how far I can get through? Uh, I'm good. I don't think we need to... <laughs> Another <laughs> time. Yeah. See, like, I'm trying to think of mine... But I listen to a lot of EDM, mm-hmm. and I can't go up there and karaoke some EDM. <laughs> beatboxing up there or something. Yeah, if you could beatbox. Just like maybe get a, maybe get a blender yeah. with you and just play some jams from there. <laughs> karaoke EDM, that'd be something. Um, uh, I'm going to start that now. Yeah, go for that it. That is a million where dollar idea. You get up there, that'd be kind of cool. You ever see like the pianos where the keys light up, what to mm-hmm. hit? You get like a laptop, and the keys light up for what like drops to hit and everything. That'd be kind of cool. To, like, That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do I know how to do We're going to cut this. Nobody steal our idea. All right. <laughs> That's a million dollar industry right there. The next future of karaoke. That is, is DJ Yoki. DJ Yoki. DJ Yoki. Okay. Well, before we give out more uh, million dollar ideas and lose all of our potential copyrights, we could talk a little Phillies. I'm interested to get your guys' take on this. The Joe Girardi deal. So... We signed Joe Girardi. Great move. Everything comes from the Yankees. I'm not sure if you know, Bren. I know you're aware, Natty, of like the Yankees policy with like their hair and facial hair. No. You have to be like clean shaven. You have oh, to really? have like wasn't clean that, cut hair. Wasn't that from when he was with the Marlins 2006? I thought that was the only rule he incorporated that. Uh, no. Uh, no. He's Well, maybe because he played uh, for uh, New York. But yeah, Anyway, Kevin, was... too, we go on for a little bit further. I'm going to let Kevin in. Okay. But basically what you have to do is you have to have clean cut hair. And be clean shaven. I like that rule. Yeah, it's a requirement. Oh, you like it? I do, yeah. So that's the thing. Like now, people are saying like Girardi's going to incorporate that here in Philly. So guys like Bryce Harper, who has the long flowing hair and the big beard and everything, he's going to be clean shaven with short hair now. Yeah, that might like. So yeah, that might look weird, but 
when I'm thinking of like Yankees player, I'm thinking of Jeter. He was always, you yeah. know, clean cut because they had to be. It was like a Yankees policy. But I do you think that's that. weird for them to make like grown men in their like mid thirties to have to be clean yeah. shaven and cut their hair and everything? It was a little weird. Yeah, but it, you know, it's also kind of like more professional, in my opinion. Like, um, I don't know if this is like all hockey teams, but my cousin when he plays a game. At the end of the game, he has to shower and come out in a suit. Right. And that's fine. And teams have, like, dress policies and mm-hmm. things like that. So I guess it's not too far of a step off of that. But baseball is one where if you, like, look at baseball players, they've got the lettuce. Uh, like, the it's lettuce, a huge yeah. beard sport and everything. No, it is the, the hair, too, yeah. Yeah, and it's just, I don't ever, I never understood what you gained from that. Like, from? Uh, from forcing your players to have... Like the similar haircut and clean yeah. shave and everything. I don't understand the benefit to it. Maybe he's just an old-fashioned dude. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess if it worked for him in New York, I'm totally cool for it. I just – it's going to hurt to see Bryce with short hair and no beard. And that's my guy. That's, that's like guy. Yeah, and to take that away from him, like I'm sure the wives are probably going to be pissed. Yeah. Like if they think like their husband or their boyfriend or whatever – like, looks good how he is, and now he's got to, like, look totally different for the baseball team. I can't imagine too many wives are liking the beards. You don't think? No. Uh, some girls are into the beards. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think it's uh, – they were talking about this uh, over at the station uh, about – a lot of people were upset about it. Like, oh, you shouldn't be able to tell the players how to, like, act this yeah, way no, or that I, way. I agree with that. Yeah, I don't necessarily think it's, like – if he thinks it works, I'm all for it. I just don't really get – yeah, I don't, get I don't the see the uh, advantage there. Yeah, It'll be interesting, though. An interesting change of pace for the Phils. I mean, emulating the Yankees is not the worst thing to do, though, I guess. They've had plenty of success over their franchise history. So, uh, What's your take, Natty, on the shaving the beard and having the clean-cut haircut? Is he forcing the Phillies to do that? Yeah, it sounds like he's going to. I mean, fundamentally, I'm against it, but I understand you know, why he has that rule. So even though I'm I'm personally against it, uh, if Joe Girardi, if I'm a player on Joe Girardi's team, if he tells me to do that, I go, all right, you're the bench boss, so I'll do what you ask. You say jump, I say how high. Fair enough. What about you, Kev? If you had a job or something, they told you you had to cut your hair a certain way and shave your beard. Not that you have a beard, but if you had like a beard or like a mustache or anything. I got a little th- bit of facial hair. Yeah, okay. yeah, a little bit. There's a little peach fuzz. What, what are you doing there? Are you getting rid of it or are you like, this is bull? Uh, it depends how much I'm making. If I'm making millions and say thirteen years, three hundred and thirty million. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, that's a fair point. If I was getting paid that much and they wanted me to shave okay. Yeah, the money aspect of it. Uh, I'm with you on that one. Do you yeah. guys remember when Gillette tried paying the guys from ZZ Top to shave their beard? They were all from like million dollar contracts to shave and they wouldn't do it? Yeah, if it's your thing, if you're like if that's like your trademark. It's like if some makeup removing company asked like Kiss to not wear makeup anymore. It's like no, that's kind of their thing. Like, good on them for, and they're successful already. Like wildly exactly, successful. Yeah. So you don't. Plus, they would that. lose money if they did that. So, right. That was okay. just smart marketing on their end. Yep. So either way, it sounds like Joe Girardi may have them be clean cut and shave, but it doesn't matter to any of us as long as they play good baseball, and they it helps the team or at least doesn't cause some kind of divide in the locker room, but I don't think it should. I think it's just a stupid talking point that's fun to fun to bring up. Um, you want to talk hockey? 
Oh, God. <laughs> Do I want to after that game last night? Ooh, nobody gives a shit. I like this segment. It's my favorite one. Yeah. Well, the good news is that they're only 10 games into the season, so if they're going to get blown out to a rival, I'd rather have it done this early than, you know, six games into a playoff series. So there's that. There's time to make up for lost ground. I mean, there's 72 games left. I would not worry, at least not about that. What I would worry about is the goaltending right now because Carter Hart and Brian Elliott are struggling. AV has yet to figure out the tandem with those guys. So <sighs> I'm worried about that, and I'm also concerned why he didn't pull Elliott after the third or fourth goal. Just let Carter start from the second period on. Maybe that would have given the Flyers a better shot. But, you know, it is what it is. 72 games left. Um, I'm not too worried, but I hope that AB figures this out sooner rather than later. And that's what I got for Flyers stuff. Gotcha. Can you do me a favor? Yeah, what's up? Can you? Are you able to play the song? Able to play... Oh, that song. Yep, I got you. I got you, bro. Now that is planning out a podcast because I knew the flyer segment would be a little bit quiet and solemn and depressing. You lose 7-1 to the Pittsburgh Penguins. But it's all right because our incredibly tall baby boys, the Philadelphia 76ers, are still undefeated. Only undefeated team in the Eastern Conference. Joel Embiid is detonating on people's heads, shimmying in their faces. Matisse Tybel, Philadelphia's favorite son, is playing the best lockdown defense you've seen out of a rookie this side of Kawhi Leonard. I mean, they're stretching the floor a little bit. Al Horford is a great leader. That was a cut. We need to find a way to fade that out. We're going to keep the energy up, though, because this team's unbelievable. They go down to Atlanta, and that was two nights ago. They have a tough game against the Hawks, who are going to be better than a lot of people planned on this year. They win that game. They win a grind out. Uh, They beat the Pistons in a tough game on the road in Detroit. Had a great game there and shut down a team that's supposed to be shut down without Joel Embiid. And they're facing the Timberwolves tonight. That should be a relatively easy game for them. They do, but we haven't even talked about Boston and the home opener uh, because that was this past, what, Wednesday night? And Mm -hmm. Did we get a chance? No, we recorded on Thursday, so we talked a little bit. Oh, yeah, we did talk about the Celtics. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we covered that. But since that, the Sixers have knocked down two more games. I mean, this team is doing everything they promised they were going to do. They're playing incredible defense. When it counts, they're shutting people down. The scheme by Brett Brown has been pretty good. They're protecting the basketball. They're performing in the clutch. They are. They're closing out games. And they're not even shooting that well yet. I mean, this, like I said, they're doing what they said they were going to do. They, this team has never claimed that they're going to be a great shooting team, a great scoring team, a great offensive team in general. But they're doing enough to win ball games, and they're going to shoot better than like 27% from three, like they shot against Atlanta this past Monday night. Once the scoring comes, the offense gets a little bit better, and they get those uh, passes a little bit more down. The spacing gets down a little bit. They're going to be dangerous. You already see the transition offense with Ben, Jay Rich, Toby. I mean, everyone on this team is fast for their size, besides maybe Al Horford, who still can get up and down the floor. Uh, This team is unbelievable. 82-0 82-0 and 0 still on the board. It's not going to happen, but this the only thing that's going to derail this team, knock on wood, is a possible injury to one of the main players, one of the your big three, four, five, whatever you want to call it, one of the starters goes down. But short of that, even on the games you saw Joel Embiid rest against uh, Detroit, still handled them easily. 
came back and was somewhat limited against Atlanta. He's still dunking on people's heads. They're still beating Atlanta. Uh, where's the weak spot in this team? This team is doing everything they need to do. They're playing smart basketball for the most part. They're getting W's, and they're still putting points on the board. So, yes, it's going to be the most offensively dominant Sixers team in history. More than likely not. But defensively, these guys, I'm not concerned about the defense at all with how well they've been performing this early in the season. Yeah, this is the best defensive Sixer team that we've seen in our lifetime. It has a chance to be absolutely historic as far as NBA caliber defenses, not just the greatest Sixers defense of all time. I mean, this they've got guys coming off the bench who have the potential to, and I'm talking specifically about Matisse Thybul, to be an all-pro defensive player. It's incredible the length they have and the willingness to defend. Because defense in the NBA, it's all effort. It's not scheme or anything. You match up with a guy, you stay with that guy wherever he goes. It's an effort play, and these guys want to play defense. Joe and Al Horford want to protect the rim. Jay Rich and Tease and Toby and Ben want to defend the perimeter and keep those three-point opportunities down. This is a very, very good team. This is a very dangerous team. If I'm the rest of the NBA... Obviously, the Western Conference has to worry about the other teams they have out there. The Clippers look good. The Lakers look good. Um, I mean, even the Rockets have looked pretty good with their new look with Russ and James Harden. There are other good teams out there in the West, but in the East, I'm not worried about Milwaukee. I'm not worried about, and they're the only competition. Any other team, Boston, Miami, the Nets, uh, the Wizards, there's not a team that scares me. Not in the East, no. No, absolutely not. And I'm not worried about the West. I could give a shit. I could be terrified of the Clippers. Who cares? Put us in a seven-game series, see what happens, because this team has the defense to stick with those elite-level scorers. It's going to be a fun year. It's great to see that they're following up on what they promised to do. Brett Brown seems to be still handling his stuff as coach of this team. He's not costing this team games, which is all he really needs to do is step out of the way and let these guys play great defense bully ball inside on the offensive end and they're going to win a lot of ball games i've got them at 61 on the year and they have put themselves well in position through the first week of the nba season to get to that mark so we'll see what they do like you said timberwolves tonight in the wells fargo center i'm producing that game tonight so listen in tune into 97.5 the fanatic tonight the last time the Timberwolves came to the Wells Fargo Center, I'm pretty sure we set the uh, the building record high in points with like 149. I was at that yeah, game. I'm it was like 149, and they got like 80 something. That's right? a bead throwing down like a windmill breakaway dunk and stuff like that. So Carl Anthony Towns comes in. It'll be a great test for Joe, uh, both on the offensive and defensive end, to see how he does against the best big man he's faced so far this year uh, in Towns. So that'll be fun to watch and see how he does. Uh, but we we already know what Joel Embiid is. We've seen him enough times over the course of his four or full years in this league, um, or like I guess four combined, however you want to break it down. We know Joe's going to rise to the occasion and play. Minnesota has been playing pretty well, and Carl Anthony Towns is a good talent. But It's they- hard not to rebound when you've had – like a horrific season the way they did last year. Yeah, so but they just they're bouncing back, but they're not there yet. Yeah, they just don't have the backcourt to deal with the Sixers' strong defensive uh, front from our guards. So should be another win tonight. I mean, the NBA is tough, especially with these quick turnarounds uh, coming back from down in Atlanta, coming up here from a little bit of a road trip. Could be a letdown game. But this is another one that great teams take care of. So hopefully the Sixers continue get to 4-0 on the year and keep that undefeated streak alive. But 
that's our team right now in Philadelphia. The Eagles brought themselves back into the picture a little bit. But right they now, they've a chance even more so with the Bears game. So yeah, and then the easy schedule at the end of the year. Like yeah, I see them lose like at least two more games out of that, but still they have a serious chance to make an impact. Yeah, but for me, I'm almost more focused on the Sixers than I am the Birds at this point because the Sixers are proving they have a clean path to the NBA Finals this year, which is something that we haven't been able been able to say in our lifetime. Even when they went back in 2001 with Allen Iverson, and they played Kobe and the Lakers. That team yeah, was that, not supposed to be that good. That And that Lakers team was just stacked. Oh, my God. Right. Well, we may still face a stacked team. Point being, we didn't see that one coming. This is one where it's like you can see this coming a mile away. This team is great, and they just need to live up to their potential, and they'll be able to take care of business and bring us to the NBA Finals and hopefully to that championship that we've waited for since 83. So. Yeah, we're plenty happy about the Sixers right now, but I got to bring this up. Like, Kevin, you just look – absolutely miserable today like what is going yeah, I on to bring it up too uh, you look like uh, you were sleeping are on the you way sick over again here. no well he's yes. angry he's uh, angry about I'm something you gotta unleash off. it i'm very pissed off i would okay whoever invented traffic i i hate them i hate them more than isaac newton who invented traffic whoever invented traffic i'm gonna well i guess Come you on. gotta be angry at henry ford because he invented the car and you know yeah. cars whoa, make whoa, traffic. No, 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 back no, off no. grandpa it's, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> First off, we got family in the room. It's not Henry Ford's <laughs> fault. The large majority of people, I'd put it at about 90% or more, are terrible, terrible drivers. People just don't know how to drive. I no, can't. And 99% uh, of people think they're good drivers. So. It's, a, it, it's, it's a light rain out, and people think the world's going to end. Like yep. it's never rained before. Yeah. Yep. I can't understand people was, who are terrible drivers. We need to monitor that better. Yes. Oh, I was, wait, can I bring something up? Yeah. yeah. My grandfather said he had this idea, and it was you get like a like a dart system in your car. So if you're behind somebody who's just absolutely pissing you off, you can just shoot a dart into their bumper. <laughs> and if a cop comes by and sees that you have like three or more darts in your bumper, you just get pulled over. He's like, all right, you pissed off three <laughs> people today at least. That's a great idea. The only problem is I'd have like a friend following me to go somewhere, just yeah. fucking loading <laughs> me up with darts. Yeah. I would do the I'd same thing. be on thing. the ground with my hands handcuffed behind me. I used to get real bad road rage, so I would just like shoot darts at everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not a terrible yeah. idea, though. That is yeah, a good I know, idea. right? It's, I, I think it's pretty smart. But what? yeah, you also got to watch out for the assholes just just, you gotta have you gotta have a limited amount of darts. I think there's gotta be a way to be more selective on who gets a license. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. agreed. Well, the DMV lines are long enough, so right. I think it should be like because now it's like 95 percent of people can drive, right? I think that should cut that down to about 25 percent, the top quarter. Yeah, if you yeah. can't if you can't drive, figure out another way to get around. Uber with someone who yeah, is yeah. part of the 25 percent. Uh, take the bus. that would save the environment because you would have less cars on that the road true. Um, it would create jobs because it would mean you'd need more like ride sharing services or more public transportation to get people around it would build the infrastructure right we yeah. just solved every problem in the world <laughs> alright I have solved the world problems Kevin I got a question right. for you it, yeah. it's, it's bugging me so you said you hate traffic yeah. almost as much as you hate Isaac Newton yes. why the Isaac Newton hate I gotta because ask because gravity is I it seems so cool when gravity wasn't a thing. Gravity. You know, just stuff floating around. Yeah, but, like, the Earth has always had gravity, so. No, not until Isaac Newton invented it. joke. We didn't have gravity until Isaac Newton invented it. <laughs> I thought John Mayer invented gravity. 
John Mayer? Yeah. I don't know. Gravity. Oh. You invented that. I don't yeah. know the song. Wow. You don't know the song Gravity? Okay, well... Either, yeah, in Continuum, 2006, John Mayer invented Gravity. Either way, there was there was traffic from Glassboro, or, sorry, Deptford, all the way to 40... Con- yeah, well, you were stuck in the 42 bullshit where they merge yeah. into that one lane yep. to get on the... Yeah, that's and, the worst. And you know why? Because there's a tractor trailer that caught on fire. What? <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. In the rain? Classic. Yeah. yeah. I drew... I drew... I was sitting in traffic for an hour... Because of this traffic, this tractor trailer sitting on the side of the road, mm. not even in the lane of traffic, with four cops just standing around. Are you going to put that fire out? <laughs> well, they're cops, not firemen. Yeah, I, I know. I was just making a joke. But either yeah. way, the fire was out, and they were just standing around, just kind of like, like literally nothing was happening. So you could have just drove by, but people were like, oh and of course, God. they want to stare at it. They've never so seen God. fire before. <laughs> oh, my Dude, God, there's that's, a truck on fire. That's what I hate. I understand, like, being careful, and you got to drive a little bit slow, but, like, you don't have to stare at it, it for was, 30 seconds. I yeah. was sitting in stop-and-go traffic because people were staring at a tractor trailer. That's next to standstill traffic. That's the literal worst right there. Yeah, and I have a, 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 a stick shift uh, manual, so my left leg is dying for my clutch. So just want to... Yeah, I'm sure traffic's tough with a manual thing. Yo, you kind of reminded me when you said tractor trailer, though. So I think a couple weeks ago, I told you guys before we got in here and recorded that I saw something on the way in that I wanted to see for a while. What? But so I was driving over the bridge. This was a couple weeks ago. Driving over the Ben Franklin. You know how they have like cones out when they're doing like um, yeah. Work, yeah. like road work and whatever? Mm-hmm. Big ass 16 wheeler in front of me is driving, clips a cone. Oh. This thing just goes <laughs> flying. It takes all. I've never seen. There's so many cones on the road. I've never seen someone hit them. I've seen them like knocked over, like yeah. laying down, like someone hit them. But this thing's just the wheel just clipped it, and it just went flying. It took off. That thing got shot like 20 feet in the air. Damn, it was incredible. I've waited my whole life to see, <laughs> that, see one of those cones actually. Get hit. That was a bucket list. It was thing. like one of those. You ever seen one of those videos where someone like falls or something, and they play the da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to make one with the cone, just fucking oh taking. Off in outer space. How but, fast was the semi going? Uh, I mean, it had to have been like 50, 60 miles an hour and just clip the one. <laughs> That's and incredible. Cone takes off. I went under it. I don't know if it hit someone behind me or something. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to see because I was on the bridge and in tight quarters. But yeah. That's a moment. If you haven't seen it, that's something that you want to uh, experience before you die. It's like one of the six or seven wonders of the world is that's watching the eighth, no. eighth wonder of the world. I thought, well, there's so many things that have been named the eighth. We'll call it the ninth. It's a little All lower right, there. Maybe maybe Isaac Newton gave that one a little pass and it's still in, a, it's in the Still atmosphere. in orbit. Yeah. I Could we need be. to stop talking about Isaac Newton. Yeah, this is an Isaac Newton-heavy <laughs> episode here. But, yeah, so that was uh, that was exciting. I'm mad I didn't bring that up. I realized on the way out of recording a couple weeks back, I was like, ah, oh, I should have brought that up. It was a big moment for me. It's now, if I could bring something up. So the, we can go ahead and cut this out if it's uh, not great. Okay. But it's a it's a new segment that I have. You're really selling it. Yeah. Oh, and it's, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, it's called What's in My Voicemail. Oh jeez. Oh, oh boy. My friend's been uh, leaving me a lot of voicemails recently. Okay. And he said it was fine to play on the podcast, so I'm just gonna go ahead and play it. Oh no. Hello. Uh, this is Deborah from Meineke on Do- in Dorstam. Um, your oil. Um, you need to be changed. Um, and your cat, um, your cat, your little fitter cat is, um, he's dead. Um, okay, goodbye now. This is Deborah from Meineke. Uh, okay, goodbye now. Yeah. What? <laughs> your friend calling you saying, this is Deborah from Meineke. You need your oil changed and your cat's dead? 
He's been leaving me so many of these voicemails. Okay. Well, wow. voice, no one's immune to this. Everyone pull out your phone and the last voicemail you have. The last voicemail? <laughs> yeah, or the last unread one. I'm going to play one for my mom here. I have one for my grandma. That's, that's perfect. Let's see what we got. All right, I got... Oh, wait, is this playing? Who, who's playing this first? I got it. You got it. That's my dog. Thanks. Love you. Love you too, Mom. Oh, that was sweet and wholesome. Sweet and wholesome. Congrats on the Eagles win. Congrats on the Eagles win and congrats on being there. Thanks, Mom. Did a great job of sitting in the seats. (laughs) Yeah. Go ahead. All right, Natty. This this one seems like a scam call. Uh, Unknown number from Regalsville, Pennsylvania. No idea where the hell that is. We like scam. All right, let's play it. Starting next month, all current customers that have not missed a payment for the past three months may now be eligible for a discount up to 20% on their monthly Pico bill. To check your eligibility Pico. for the oh. discount, please press 1 now. Press 1. I'm interested. What's well, the voicemail, so I can't ah, press 1. <laughs> how are we going to get the discount? Yeah, wait, how does that work? Why would they leave that as a voicemail? I have no idea. Dude, you missed out on 20% on your Pico bill. Eh. Hate to see it. Dutchapod now doesn't like Pico. No, Pico's no, 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 no. banned. We're, no, Pico. We're Pico's good with banned. Pico. They're a sponsor of the Flyers. We're good with Pico. <laughs> uh, hi, all right, Kev. My my sweet sweet grandma. Oh, okay. My grandma has no idea how to use a cell phone. Oh. Hold on. Does she know how to work the TV? I don't think I know how to work a voicemail. Chris, is that a weed? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I miss mine. Hold on. You gotta put it on speaker, bro. Yeah, I'm trying to figure that out. But I got the voicemail. Jesus Is Christ. Is your grandma more tech savvy than you? <laughs> That's what I was just saying earlier, dog. Somebody help me out with this. I never use voicemail. I got, how do you put you it got on speaker? Weird... I got a weird update. That's speaker, right? Yeah, it's on speaker. So. It's on speaker. This is a great radio right here. Turn it up more. We'll it's cut. all the way up. It's all the way up, but it's not coming out. Just read us the transcribed message. Ah, <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, here we go, dog. Hi, honey. It's just me, Mama. Guess what? I went up with silicone spray, and I was able to get it up, and I thought I'd catch you before you came over, but I guess I didn't. I guess you're on your way over. I'm so sorry to bother you. I didn't mean to, but I needed your your energy and your strength, but I I, I can't believe I got it up. Thanks, honey. Love you. Bye-bye. Aw. I can't believe I got wow. it up. My sweet grandma. <laughs> you sure that wasn't your grandpa? <laughs> I really oh, needed your energy. Oh, my strength. goodness. Oh, my Lord. You have no. a much more spiritual relationship with your grandparents than I do. No. So she she took a windowsill down or, like, she took, like, blinds down mm-hmm. um, to, like, dust and, like, clean the window. And, like, she, oh, she, she couldn't, couldn't get, get it back, back up. up. Oh, so. bless her. Yeah. Uh, did you go over and help her, though? I went over. She got it up, and I went over, and she's like, oh, like, thank goodness you're here. I got it up already, so here's watermelon. You're such a nice grandson here's for going watermelon. over and helping your grandma get it up. Oh, <laughs> I'm happy for you. <laughs> 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 and that concludes Brennan's segment of listen what, to what's, 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 what's in, in my voicemail. What's in my <laughs> voicemail. Um, well, while we're on the topic of phone calls and uh, – 
like voicemails. So uh, my girlfriend's mom has a funny one. So she has this stalker. And so your girlfriend's like, mom, my girlfriend's mom has a stalker. Like she just won't, he just won't stop calling her like crazy. Like he'll call uh, at one point using two different numbers. 30 seconds later go by. He calls again. He called her. 141 times in the middle of the night. Yeah, that's what? something she should call the police about. Exactly. That's what I've been saying. So uh, what we did was that first she had her recorded voicemail message, but then she switched it to the default one that says, uh, the person you're trying to reach is unavailable, 696 or whatever number mm-hmm. it is. And so come 7 o'clock, I said, I got this. So I take her phone and I just record, hey, this is Tim. I can't come into the phone right now, but if you leave a message... I'll get back to you as soon as I can. So I left that. Went from 141 missed calls to seven. So wow. we're fucking with go. him a little bit. Another wow. funny phone call story involving uh, involving her mom. Like Cheryl is a trip. Like I, she is so funny. So my girlfriend and I, we've been going out for a couple weeks now. Uh, haven't had sex yet, but she's been on the pill for a couple years, and her body's used to it. So she needs like she needs the pill in order to like in order to be normal. You know what I mean by that. That sounds yeah, totally yes. wrong, but you get the idea. <laughs> so there was something wrong with the insurance or something like that. Either the insurance ran out or like her mom's insurance will cover it or something like that. So she's been trying to get her dad's insurance card to see if that'll cover it. And so the dad's just like, I'll put it off till later. And I'm not going to worry about it. And I'll drop off the card when I can. And I forgot the card again. So finally, Cheryl just takes the phone, answers it, and she just goes, Michael, Megan has a boyfriend, so you need to come on down, drop off that insurance card so she can get the birth control. And then her dad, she's like, all right, fine, I'll bring it down. Wow. Cheryl's a trip. But also, like, she's still make, making bad first impressions on mine. It's like, Cheryl, I love you, but her dad's going to hate me now. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one to overcome. Have you Yikes. met her dad? I've not met her dad yet. Oh, Are her parents oh. divorced? Good luck. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Good luck with that one. That's a tough opener you got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah he seems like a hot good. take. He seems like a lot of fun, though. Yeah, this is why I don't date anymore. I don't need that that type of shit in my life. Um, The one, oh, the one other thing I want to talk about. So I'm really, I've had just a little bit of free time. So I've been Mm. like watching scary movies, but I I got tired of the scary movies. So I jumped onto like other stuff on Netflix the other day. A couple of the Oceans, like 11, Oceans 12, Oceans 13. Yeah, yeah. I think Oceans 12 and Ocean 13 are on there. So I watched both of those the other day. I've decided I'm just going to quit everything I'm doing, and I'm going to do like a big, I'm going to mastermind a big ocean C- Casino heist? Yeah, yeah. it's going to be Thomas's whatever, how many people I can lock down. <laughs> if you guys are in. Oh, like, I'm definitely yeah, in. Yeah, I'm in. Okay, so. Thomas's four? Yeah, so I've already come up. You guys have all seen the movies, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I've yes. seen Ocean's Eleven, whichever one with George Clooney. Or is he in all They're three? He's in all three. George yeah. Clooney is Danny Ocean, dude. Oh, yeah, okay. he's the main character. Yeah, well. Yeah. 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 He's okay. an What's Matt, the one Matt with Damon. George Clooney? Uh, <laughs> all all of them? George okay. Clooney. Well, I know they did like a spinoff with like... With a, all the chicks? Yeah. Yeah, all the yeah girls. that's what I wanted to bring yeah. up. Yeah, I actually haven't seen that. Have any of you guys seen no, that? I mm. haven't. I don't want to. Nah, I heard it got horrible reviews. I saw it. That's what I heard too. Just the biggest... I watched... All, I was like watching all of those mm-hmm. and I was like, oh wait, this movie just came out. I'm like, might as well watch it. Actually, it came out on demand. I yeah, was like, yeah. okay, yeah, why not? Just such a letdown. Oh, so you have seen it? Yes. It was That's terrible. unfortunate. It was so bad. Yeah, you hate to see it. They keep trying to reboot all these movies. Like, just, just stop with the reboots, please. Although the Terminator one looks halfway decent, so it's I'll check that reboot. out. Yeah, it's not a reboot. Yeah, that's an actual sequel, so. Yeah. But if you guys want in on my uh, my Oceans thing, 
I think I've already come up with a good scheme. I, I call in. the contortionist. You got control. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Oh, I'm yeah, not flexible can, at all, what, but I want to be. Let's well, do you can, like, let's pop do some bones first. out, you know? I can. I can <laughs> pop my shoulder out. Okay. So let's do that first. Let's decide who's got what part in this, and then I'll tell you what my scheme is. Okay. 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 So you're the contortionist. You're our grease guy. Yes. Kev, what do you got? Uh, you're gonna, are you going to hack? Yeah. yeah. Kev's I the, can do that. Kev's the tech guy. Yeah, you're yeah. tech. Natty, what do you? That's the distraction, because he's loud. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say I can use my voice to uh, distract people. So that's the white Bernie Mac, where he's <laughs> white gonna, Bernie. Yeah, he's gonna be the guy who like uh, gets everyone's attention. Yeah. Like, does like creates like the domino game, like, be like a magician like, or something, or like yeah, he's got. Downside is you got to get arrested at some point, but we'll get you out. Yeah, I've never been arrested it. before. So yeah, money yeah. at that point. Yeah. I have to experience that at some point in my life. I got to get arrested. <laughs> well, that's a bucket list. <laughs> yeah, that is a bucket I'd be willing list. to be distract the distraction to get arrested. So yeah, let's do it. Gotcha. Now be the George Clooney Brad Pitt hybrid who comes okay. up with a plan and also sleeps with all the beautiful women. All right. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. So, all right, this scheme's tough. This is all I've come up with in like the day and a half I've been thinking about this, okay. but I think mm-hmm. it's pretty solid. So we're gonna need eleven guys. We're gonna go to McGillan's. Why eleven? We need eleven. Okay. It only works with eleven. We're gonna go to McGillan's. What's okay. McGillan's? McGillan's. What's McGillan's? Yeah, we've talked about McGillan's. It's the um, two-story like Irish bar in Center City, Philly. It's okay. like the oldest bar in ah. Philly and the country or whatever. But so we're gonna go to McGillan's. Some we need one guy. The first guy. All of us are going to enter at the same time, pretending like we're a group of friends. Okay. The first guy is gonna go up to the counter, order Wait, a pitcher. Why are we robbing a bar? Because. That's, Start off small. Yeah, you got it. This is this is the scheme. We'll get there. All right, fine. In in Ocean's Twelve, we'll move on to like something bigger. But for now, this is and this is a day <laughs> like, and a half scheme. Okay, like what hot dog stand or something. <laughs> it's elaborate. There's a lot of money at this bar. It's a popular bar. So one guy, the ten of us are gonna like stand kind of far from a bar, and one guy's gonna go up and order a pitcher. When the bartender brings the pitcher, guy number ten is gonna walk up with a wrench. <laughs> and hit the bartender. The rest of us are going to drink the pitcher and then leave. Now, there's always a twist in these movies where something goes wrong. In this case, it would probably be the bouncer. So if the bouncer gets mad that we hit the bartender with a wrench, the guy who hit the bartender with the wrench is then going to hit the bouncer with the wrench. It's a tough audible. If the bouncer doesn't notice, then we can just leave. But there may be two wrench hits, which is where the plan really gets complicated. But as long as that works out, we should have the ability to chug the pitcher real quick and then leave before the cops get there. So so we're, would I have to worry about distracting anybody? We're not even robbing money. You know, yeah. We're stealing one pitcher of beer by hitting the bartender with a wrench. <laughs> with a wrench. I, I think it's a solid knock, plan. I split between 11 people. Yeah, I yeah, know. Why do we need 11 people for that? <laughs> to finish the pitcher in time to get out. Okay. Uh, I don't think you need 11 for um, that. We might. It's got to be quick. It's got to be like seconds. I Everyone gets thinking, like half a beer. Well, I was Plus, who robs like a bar? A, like, no one would suspect that. Exactly. It's a perfect crime. Yeah, well, no one robs a bar for a pitcher of beer. Except us. See? I was expecting a Grand Theft Auto type heist. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get right. there. We'll pull a Bank of Liberty some other time. Unless someone's got a better idea. I think we go with plan Ocean's Wrench. All right, well, if there's 11 of us, let's get Ocean's two pitchers. Wrench. Two pitchers. Two okay. Pitchers. So. We'll need a guy on either end of the bar. There's a back entrance to McGillan's. Okay. That leads down an alleyway. Oh. So we'll need two wrench guys, though. Uh, and two wrenches wait. is going to push our margins for Why are we stealing profit? a pitcher? Why aren't we stealing, like, a keg? They don't have – I mean, the kegs are down in the basement. 
and they're heavy. They're like 165 wouldn't, pounds. Wouldn't there so be... we got 11 people. Yeah. Well, I'm the only... No, we do have another <laughs> Wait, guy who could on. probably carry Wouldn't there be a keg behind the counter, though? No, there's no keg back there. They run it up through the floor. Through oh. The yeah. So you have to disconnect the line and everything. I've done my research. I'm a man on the inside. I work this seems more right. elaborate and fun to steal a keg in the basement. Yeah. I mean, we could steal one from the place that I work. But mm. anyone who works with we me have a listening man on to this inside. podcast, I'm not ever going to do that. We have a man on the inside. <laughs> I could legitimately, like, it's so easy to take stuff from that job. I could do it so easily. The problem is they know who I am. So just like, I can't steal just take a bunch it of limes. Just, I've so. thought about it time before, just like taking a couple cases of beer and never coming back and just making them, like, wow. force them to hunt me down. I don't know if they have my address or not. But well, if anything, they probably put, would. Put a little disguise on. Yeah, it, for sure. Yeah. And then they'll just think it is Halloween time. It is. Maybe maybe Halloween party this Thursday is we when need I a, it off. we need a makeup artist in our group. We do. Oh, um, that's number nine. That's the who I thought we already covered number nine. Did we? I I thought number nine was the Number nine is somewhere in number the Number ten was the wrench hitter. Ten was the wrench, eleven was the order, but if we're doing two pitchers, then nine is another order uh-huh. and eight is another wrench okay. guy. Okay. Then who's seven? Distraction. So I'm seven. That's yeah. it. Nat's going to get up seven. and sing karaoke. We'll do it on Wednesday at McGillan's when they have their uh, their karaoke. Boom. Gangsta's Paradise. So we got this. We, <laughs> we established this earlier. That'll draw some attention. As yeah. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. There Boom. it is. That's that sounds just like Coolio right there. <laughs> <laughs> so then we've got six guys to finish two pitchers. Three on three. Oh, yeah. Hammer it. That's basically two beers a guy. And then you get out. Yeah. That's I a light work. still want to go for the big money and get the keg. We'll get there. We'll work our way up. Well, round two. Round we'll two. Figure our way out. How realistic do you think it would be, like, this fucking around aside, to actually pull off, like, a big, like, heist like that? Do you think, you like, we could do it? What are we? 100%. You said big heist before, and then we ended up stealing a pitcher. What are we talking <laughs> big heist? I'm saying, like, actually, like, rob a bank or actually, like, um, I, I don't want to do violent crime. Not yeah. like murder somebody, even though I just <laughs> was talking about hitting someone with a wrench. Um, no, like I rob a feel bank. Like, I mean, I know security is like way more up, and that's why there's not that many bank robberies. Mm-hmm. But you don't hear of bank robberies at all anymore. Uh-uh. Yeah. So it's almost like... It's all botched ones. They're not expecting yeah. it. Well, here's what you want to do. You want to find a place that isn't a bank that makes a lot of money. Because robbing from a bank is a federal crime. If you like mm-hmm. rob the convenience store, it's not a federal crime because it's just a convenience so store. So we got to rob a, a Wawa. Oh, yeah. no. I know the perfect place to rob. What? <clears throat> the trampoline park? Harbor Freight. Harbor oh, Freight. Oh, go on. He's our Harbor Freight inside man. What's up? The number one store in the country was the place I worked at. Okay. Uh, we brought in about 14 grand a day. So Jesus. Okay, well. I, and me... there's no cameras. There's no cameras? No cameras. You're sure? 100%. No okay. cameras. Where's their safe? Uh, it's in the cash office in the back left corner. How, How heavy do- is their safe? Huh? How heavy is their safe? Uh, it's a giant ass safe. How often do they do bank drops? Every night we close. So, well, oh, oh, do you actually oh. open it, or is there a slot it goes into? No, they open it. Okay. Do you know the combination? <laughs> nope. We're gonna How hard be on would it be news. to find out the <laughs> We're going to be on the news and be like, <laughs> someone robbed, what is it? I'm afraid. Four Freight. guys from the Jetro podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was like, they released the whole podcast. Disclaimer, we are not doing. actually going to rob Harbor Freight. <laughs> this <No>. is a <laughs> joke. It's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. We're almost too lazy to record this podcast sometimes. <laughs> There's no way we're willing to get to go to Harbor Freight and steal right, a bunch yeah. of shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, wink, but no. wink. But, but meet us yeah, at Harbor Freight. 
11 p.m. Thursday. 11 p.m. Thursday. We well, actually, actually, people. people are there till midnight. Okay, so. 12 p.m. Thursday. Yeah, we'll delete that part out for any FBI. Can we stream? Uh, can we like filter that if any FBI is listening? Is there a way to do that? Uh, so actually, you so know that, what? That Let's our trusted listeners hear that part. And hey, that FBI, FBI man, you want to cut? Huh? FBI man, want to cut? Ooh, you want in? We're bribing now. <laughs> okay, cool. Oh boy, <laughs> we can't get arrested for conspiracy to commit a crime off a podcast. This, we? if anything, this is conspiracy to make a joke. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Fully, fully joking. Yeah, it's parody law. Now, That's how they created the joking. freedom of speech, First Amendment. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Freedom of speech. Yeah. Cool. So we're good. Yeah. We oh can, yeah, we're in the free. We can yeah. talk about robbing banks all we want. Perfect. Yeah. And exactly how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like a tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like we did it. <laughs> See, here's where it's really going to hurt, though, is if someone listens to this and they're like, actually have the ability to rob a place like Harbor Freight, and then the yeah. place gets robbed because of the information <clears throat> Kev just gave out. Yeah, but um, he didn't establish like where they were. So. I didn't establish anything. I just said uh, basic knowledge. No cameras and cash drop at a certain time? I don't know. That's basic. I never yeah. said cash drop at a certain time. Cause cash you said drop when is... the workers are gone. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I said when they're gone. But uh, cash drop now happens once a week. I don't know what time because it always changes. But Did I ever tell you guys about the time? So have you guys ever like actually stolen anything? Yes. Yes? Yeah. Yeah? By accident, yeah. By accident. That's another story for another day. Oh, that's lame. But, well, no. What what time are we looking at, Kev? Uh, Can you summarize 58. it in one minute? 58? Yeah. We'll have to get back to that. Next week, we'll talk about the best things we've stolen. Okay, I, I got a guilty conscience right now, though. What? Can I just confess real sure, quick? Sure, confess. I stole an eraser from you my fifth grade teacher. You stole an eraser? Yeah. What'd you steal, Brent? Um, at Penn State, we used to go into the little convenience shop downstairs, mm. and we would buy... Uh, a gallon of chocolate milk, but as we were walking through, we would just stuff our pockets with like Pop Tarts and shit. Oh, <laughs> just all Pop Tarts. Like, oh, and like store. phone chargers. Every time we went in there, gotcha. It was who could steal the best stuff. I stole a sixty uh, pack of um, Burger King nuggets one time. Ooh, how did you get away with that? <clears throat> oh, that's that's a story. That's Ocean's a story. <laughs> Ocean's <All right>. one. <laughs> that's where it started. On the next Jetropod, find out how Connor stole sixty. Burger King chicken nuggets. Well, we're figuring out the stolen eraser, the accidental stealing, the stealing of the rural hat here about who stole the best stuff from the convenience store. Anyway. We got a lot of stealing to talk about. This is turning into the uh, Jetro Crime Podcast. Uh, we're yes. no longer Philly sports. We're just Philly crime. Uh, so appreciate you guys hanging along. Hopefully the Birds can steal a win from the Bears at home. Sixers can steal one from the Timberwolves tonight. The Flyers can steal better players, and the Phillies can steal a better haircut than Joe Girardi's letting them have. But, but in the meantime, for tonight, 10-9-8, boys. Yep. All right, play us out. Guys, take it easy. Go Sixers, and we will see you next week.